Hello, my name is Natalie Yeadon. I'm one of the co-owners of Impetus Digital. And uh, today is episode three of the Courageous Conversations, where we talk about a variety of different type of exponential technologies and how they are going to affect healthcare. So today I'm actually gonna be speaking about facial recognition. And we see this actually going on everywhere around us. Everything from unlocking our phones and computers by having our computers read our face to being able to navigate airports with special technology and facial recognition technology. We've got security cameras allowing us to enter and exit out of buildings in our offices. And uh, we also use this for being able to manage and monitor law offenders, finding missing children. There's a lot of really interesting things and even just being able to tag on Facebook and Instagram and other social media sites. But the question comes down to is, is this just a really bad episode of Black Mirror? What is gonna be happening with this ability for us to identify people at a glance? What is gonna to happen to our privacy? Um, and so what we find actually is the uh, facial recognition is sort of a, a curse and a blessing. And I do think that there are um, a lot of background behind facial recognition, sort of starting off with the original computer vision work and the visual sensors that we're finding everywhere around us including the Google FaceNet, Apple's Face ID, Facebook's DeepFace, um, all starting off with Google's ImageNet, which was started by Fifi Liu, and the whole, um, the whole uh, down, uh, downstream that's happened with the ability to analyze gigantic data sets, data sets of images. And so we're now in a place in a world where we can identify people based on facial structure and skin texture, um, but it does raise a lot of questions. Having said that, I think there's a lot of advantages for healthcare, and I actually just had um, five or six of them that I think are really worth uh, mentioning. I first, uh, it really comes, comes down to being able to triage patients in places like um, doctor's offices or hospitals or emergency waiting rooms, and being able to use virtual assistants to do a quick scan of somebody to be able to register them um, and triage them so that they're actually going to the right person, to the right place, to the right position, um, and also being able to get categorized. They could also potentially read somebody's face to determine what the level of the emergency is. So I think there might be some interesting opportunities with facial recognition as it applies to emergency rooms or hospital visits. The second one that I think is an advantage is really around analysis of rare genetic disorders. So there's actually an app called Face2Gene, Face2Gene, um, that actually helps to detect these rare dis disorders using facial structure. Um, and for example, Cornelia DeLange syndrome. Um, so it's actually being powered by a very deep, uh, deep learning algorithm called Deep Gestalt. And what they've actually found in the studies is that it was um, this algorithm has been able to detect um, some of these disorders or the rare disorders in their top 10 list 91% um, of the time. So very accurate. And as we know with deep learning, as the more data sets it actually incorporates in its learning system and the machine learning, the smarter and the better and the more accurate it gets. Um, the only problem with this face to gene app and these particular algorithms is they do build in the natural bias of the data that's fed into it. So as humans, we have our natural heuristics and our own biases. So that's actually fed into the deep learning system. 
So unfortunately, what they found also with the, uh, with the face to gene app is that there was some natural bias associated with facial recognition of Caucasian children versus black children. Um, there was 80% uh, recognition of, or, or positive de uh, detection of Down syndrome in Caucasians versus 37% of the times cor done correctly with black children. So there's this innate bias and we need to get better with that. The fourth opportunity I see in healthcare is around being able to help dermatologists and even people like uh, 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 reconstructive surgery surgeons and those sorts of things by being able to read people's faces. And this can actually all be done remotely. It can be done on your computer. And there can be, you know, this was an example of a company called Skin Vision with their skin analysis technology and Neurologic's transdermal optimal imaging technique, being able to read somebody's face and be able to determine what their skin texture is, um, maybe doing mole checks, being able to determine if certain types of uh, creams or other skin conditions are actually occurring, and be able to make recommendations for products or skin surgeries or facial reconstructive surgeries. So potentially some really interesting things in the dermatologic space. A fourth opportunity would be around mental health and well-being. So not only with just general physicians, but with psychologists, coaches, social workers, uh, et cetera. Being able to read people's faces on their phone or their computer or other technologies, it can be done remotely. Be able to determine if somebody is depressed or going through some sort of traumatic experience and being able to coach them either using a chat bot or a real-time coach to be able to get past somebody past a suicidal tendency or an issue or um, with a, a depressive episode. This is also really relevant with other physicians. There was a recent study done with Menscape in 2019 that showed that about 44% of physicians are experiencing burnout and about 15% are either going through a general or a clinical depression. So what would happen if we were able to use facial recognition to detect and to treat and make recommendations for things like yoga, meditation, or even just taking a vacation? I think the fifth opportunity in healthcare, and I think across the board, is really to be able to help manage and maintain and prevent fraud from people like insurance fraud or fraud, um, people who might be coming into hospitals or pharmacies who might be seeking drugs or criminals. Um, you know, things like that, I think, are really, really important um, as we sort of navigate facial recognition. But of course, facial recognition doesn't come without risks. And there's obviously huge concerns around privacy, you know, especially in the healthcare spaces. What does this mean if we can recognize people and associate them with certain diseases and conditions and the effect it will have on, you know, insurance and those sorts of things? So there really has to be a lot done with HIPAA and compliance and about being able to protect full facial recognition and who has access to this with encryption and other sorts of things. Is there going to be this benevolent tech that's going to take over in this dystopian place where suddenly we're going to be in a place of massive surveillance um, and bias? Uh, what will this look like if you have a different, you know, if you're of a different gender, skin color, if you might even have a different accent? Um, how will this play out in how you are managed with your healthcare or even with data sets associated with clinical studies and what the impact is on your particular health, et cetera, based on your facial recognition? 
So um, we do need to be careful about hackers. And there's a huge amount of biometric data, including our face, in the on the internet. And uh, what is that going to look like? So again, the question of is this a really bad Black Mirror episode? Um, we need to be aware of surveillance. Like again, we don't want to necessarily get into a place of of China's. Um, you know, uh, social credit system, and can this be based on our face? And everywhere we go, people might be able to have like a Google Glass where they look at your face and they can actually call up a whole bunch of information about you. So these are some of obviously the concerns that we need to work out. So at Impetus Digital, we have actually curated some of the best-in-class collaboration tools that allows people to have these courageous conversations. Healthcare is disrupting. Um, these uh, exponential technologies are going to take over the world. They're going to take over healthcare in a positive way. But we need to start to have the discussions. We need to think beyond the current business models, the current ways that we're delivering health and care through chemicals, through, through drugs. We need to start looking about at how other technologies are going to be taking over and what facial recognition is going to mean. So everything starts with a conversation and at Impetus Digital through our Insight Collaborate, through our Insight platform, you can start initiating these conversations with your stakeholders, physicians, payers, um, patients, other allied healthcare providers. We all need to start these courageous conversations. So um, leave some comments below. I'd love to know what you think. And until next time, my friends, live courageously.